we flipped the script a little bit. Um, before I get started, the children, if you have children who would normally go to Kids Jam, kindergarten through fifth grade, raise your hand so that Miss Chrissy and her team can bring busy bags to the kids. Um, they're going to stay in the service today as usual on the first Sunday of every month. Uh, keep them up, keep them up, keep them up. Beautiful. Um, so, my name is Katrina Wilkins. Um, for those of you who don't know me, um, I am a local ministerial candidate here at New Hope, um, exploring the idea of ordained ministry. And Scott is actually, Pastor Scott is out of town today. Um, he's traveling back from Kentucky with our Bible quiz team, uh, who did an amazing job. Of course, it's an amazing job anytime you get a group of teenagers who are excited about studying the Bible and memorizing it and just having fun together through that. So um, we find ourselves on week five of a sermon series. Now, for some of us, we know that we've only heard three of the four sermons leading up to week five because we had a... Um, we had a snowstorm in the middle of this, and because I'm kind of newish at this, Scott took some mercy on me and didn't ask me to switch gears halfway through the sermon process, sermon writing process. So he's going to come back next week. He'll be doing week four. We'll actually get everything, you know, caught up. And if you really want to hear them in the correct order, they'll be on the website. So you can always go back and listen to them then. Um, so in the survey, survey the series. <laughs> We've been working our way through the story of the Israelites from their freedom of sla from slavery in Egypt to Joshua, but we've been working backwards. We've been watching how God has, God's faithfulness has been proven to them over and over and over again. And sometimes as we're getting further back in the story, it's easy to go, how many times did God have to do this? But they're humans, just like we are, and we have to be taught this over and over again as well. So this week we're going to use the story of the Israelites crossing the Red Sea as we explore ways to respond to God and see his faithfulness. So I'm going to start reading the scripture. Exodus 14, 10 to 14. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people by saying, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord, the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. So let's remind ourselves of how the Israelites got to this point. The nation of Israel has been in Egypt for the last 430 years. Most of that time they were enslaved. As they cried out to God, he heard their cries and sent Moses to tell Pharaoh to let them go. Pharaoh was more than a bit reluctant to let his entire workforce go. Um, the Bible tells us that there were 
around 600,000 men, and then you add in women and children who were also enslaved. That's a pretty significant group of people to let go from a workforce. Um, but God sent plagues, and they were used to try and convince Pharaoh to let him go, but that didn't work. Um, at least not until God sent a plague that killed the firstborn of every Egyptian household. Finally, with his own son dead, Pharaoh told them to leave. Today, that event is called Passover. God passed over the households of the Israelites so he could rescue them from captivity. And Jews and we celebrate that in ways still today. But now we're at the Red Sea. We've got the Egyptian army behind us. We've got rock formations on either side. Let's put ourselves in the, in the shoes of just one of those Israelites. I've never known freedom. I've never been able to go where I want or do what I want. I've experienced hardship throughout my whole life, and even worse once the plagues started in. I just saw God kill the firstborn of every Egyptian family. I fled with my family and friends in a hurry at night, and now I'm standing at the edge of the Red Sea, boxed in by these rock formations on either side, and I can see Pharaoh and his army have come up behind us. I'm terrified. I want to trust God that he'll come through, but it looks pretty hopeless. I've seen God's power. I've experienced God's power on our behalf, but do I really believe that God is on our side? Do I really believe that God is faithful to us? And so I find myself complaining and questioning and asking God and those around me how we're going to get out of this. And Moses' response is, be still. God's got this. Just watch what he's going to do. I'm pretty sure my response would have been, yeah, 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 I know God's got this, but what am I supposed to do while I'm waiting? Right? But Moses' response is still, do not be afraid, stand firm, watch, and be still. When was the last time you tried to be still? Maybe it's just on Sunday mornings. (laughs) But um, when you are told that you need to physically be still, what's your number one thought? It's, I can't do this, and I can't do that, and just be still. And that's my entire focus. But God is saying, be still. I recently heard somebody say that when we encounter the phrase, be still, in the Bible and in the scriptures, it's, we can, in our society, it's probably better for us to substitute the words, let go. And I think that should be used here. But what did the Israelites need to let go of? They needed to let go of their fear. They needed to remember that all of God's power that they had observed had been shown on their behalf and for their good. And that's probably pretty true for us too. They needed to let go of their past. They needed to be able to hope and imagine a better life, but they couldn't until they let go of what they thought was good in Egypt. And I'm sure we all have a past or things that we, want, we need to let go of. And we needed to let, they needed to let go of their future. They knew that God had promised them a better place, but they weren't there yet. And they were looking at a, we were a place that was, looked pretty hopeless. So I think we all have to do that too. We have all had experience. We have all experienced things that make us fight against and have to give up the future that we thought we were going to have. So I have to admit, um, 
I found myself having to let go of all three things this week, multiple times. It'd be wonderful if it was a once-and-done thing, but that's not how we work. It's not how our brains work. So when I found myself in a place of fear or worry, and I could take a minute or two, and I was really able to be aware of what was going on, um, I tried to be quiet and still before the Lord. I actually set a timer on my, my phone for one or two minutes just to be still. And in that time, God often showed me what I needed to let go of, what portion of those three things I needed to let go of today. So since I found it so helpful, and it would be really easy for me to just say, go do that, um, and then you not actually do that, we're going to take a minute now. (laughs) So I'm actually going to set a timer so that we sit still for a minute. We listen for God's voice, and we ask him what we need to let go of today. That was a minute. Were you able to do it? Or were you still sitting there trying to get rid of the sounds of around you or or the thoughts of what's going to happen next? Or or were you able to hear God talk to you? So that was only a minute. I suggest two minutes. It's a little easier. Um, But put it in your phone. Schedule time to do this a couple of times a day. Practice this. Do it this week. Then come back next week and talk to it. Tell, tell the others about what God has shown you through that time next week. And see if you start seeing ways that God is fighting on your behalf even when you're still. As we continue reading the scripture, the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them, and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of the Lord, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other, so neither went near the other all night long. 
I love that Moses told the people to be still, and then God says, get moving. You can't just stay still. Yes, you have to let go. You have to be still enough to let go of the things that are going to hold you back, but you need to move on. How many times have we finally gotten to a point of stillness with God only discover that he wants us to take action now that we're free to do so? Already through the Passover, God had asked the Israelites to do things like kill a lamb and roast it and put the blood of it on the doorpost so that the angel of death knew to pass over those houses. So the Israelites, it wasn't new to them that they had to do something for God's salvation and glory to be brought into full glory. They knew that they should be expected to take a step. So how does God show his faithfulness this time? He moves the cloud that's been guiding them to between the Egyptian army and his people. He sends winds to part the sea. The people were able to walk on dry land. Dry land. Like the entire sea has been over this land for how many years? It's parted, and they walk across on dry land. Not mud up to your ankles land. It's not mucky. It's dry land. If that's not a miracle, I don't know what is. Because, you know, we've got spring coming. (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) He uses his visible power to guide and protect and comfort and show his love for his people. And he does the same for us as long as we're willing to look for it. But then God takes it one step further to alleviate the fears of his people and show them that he is true to his word. And that word is the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again going on in the scripture. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea and so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back into its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through on the sea, went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. It's a pretty gruesome image if you think about it too much. But the point of it is that God needed to show a group of fearful people that he would protect them in an abundant manner. The Israelites needed that visible and tangible expression of God's power and faithfulness. Are there times that you've needed to see or be reminded of a time when God showed up in a big way for you? I know we have certain things built into the rhythm of our lives so that we can be reminded of this. Christmas, Easter, we each have our own certain celebrations, family celebrations, family remembrances. Having communion once a month like we do here, 
to show what God has done for us, to remind us. Our weekly gatherings here is one of those for me. I love them because I get, because you're the reminder to me. You're the reminder of God's faithfulness. Each of us have a story of how God has shown up in a big way just when we needed him the most. And on the weeks when I'm not feeling it, where I'm not remembering that God has been there for me, when I'm feeling like my prayer has been bouncing off the, wall, the ceiling and the walls all week long, I end up with a conversation, in a conversation with one of you, and God did something for you that week. And it reminds me that... I may not have been feeling it, but God's been showing me things all the time. It's oftentimes in when I'm talking to you, God's tapping me on the shoulder saying, hey, remember when I did this this week? Yeah, I was just too blind to see it. I wasn't looking. I was too busy. I wasn't being still. So as we continue the passage, Moses leads the people in songs, in a song of praise, in response to God's salvation. And as I read the next section, pay attention to the words that stand out to you. Are they words that you need to hear as a reminder of God, who God is? Do they remind you of God's attributes that you connect with the most? Are there attributes that you don't usually connect with but do today? Write them down. Use them to worship God today and for the rest of the week. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I'll never get through it. Hold on. I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he is hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he is hurled into the sea. The best of Pharaoh's officers were drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters have covered them. They sank to the depths like stone. Your right hand, Lord, was majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you threw down those who opposed you. You unleashed your burning anger. It consumed them like stubble. By the blast of your nostrils, the water piled up. The surging waters stood up like a wall. The deep waters congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue them. I will overtake them. I will divide the spoils. I will gorge myself on them. I will draw my sword, and my hand will destroy them. But you, Lord, you blew with your breath, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in power, working wonders? You stretched out your right hand, and the earth swallows your enemies. In your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. In your unfailing love, you will lead them, the people you have redeemed. That's still a promise to us if we remember it, if we are willing to believe it. So how do we respond when God shows up for us? Do we just sit quietly? 
Now we usually talk to other people, we tell them about it, we sing, we dance, we write, we draw, we, we express ourselves, people know about it. Worship, adoration, praise, singing, dancing should be our default response to God's goodness. Is the Israelites do it? We do it. And so, and we, and we can do it. We can do it. We probably should do it more. Um, but we have to be still and let go and take the steps that God shows us. On the first Sunday of each month, we celebrate the Lord's Supper. And one of the ways we remind ourselves of God's goodness. Um, when Jesus sat down with his disciples to remember God's faithfulness in rescuing his people from Egypt by celebrating the Passover dinner, he took the bread and gave thanks, saying, Take it, this is my body. He gave thanks. That was the first step that he did. He gave thanks. He wants us to do the same. And then, after the dinner, he took a cup and again gave thanks, saying, this is my blood of the new covenant shed for you. Today, we usually, let me back up, we usually have communion in a quiet, somber, instrumental music playing. But today, we're actually going to practice that worship. We're going to practice that thankfulness. We're going to practice being excited about God's love and God's faithfulness to us. So the worship team is coming forward to lead us in the songs. We've got three, four, five songs. I don't remember how many they got prepared. Um, as they are playing, as you're singing, as you need to do you. If you need to take time to be still and listen to God and let go of something that he's, you've been holding on to, do it. If you know that God has been taking you forward on something and you haven't done it, let walking to the, the, the communion table be a symbolic step for you. If you just need to worship and praise, do that too. But take the time you need to do. We're going to offer the elements through the songs. Um, I've asked Reverend Patty Welch and Olivier Cabier and Orlando Thomas to come help. Um, we will have two stations. If you'll come up these side aisles um, to, as, and then go back through either through the middle or through the edges, then it makes things a little easier if, we, if we've got lines going. We do have a gluten-free option going as well. Um, so come as you are led and sing along if you, as you're led to. Thank you. <laughs>